Anarcho-Biblicalist Podcast. My name is Jordan, and with me always is Juan. Hello, Jordan. How are you doing today? I'm not too bad. Now, Juan, I hear that, uh... I hear you have some news about the Dalai Lama that just broke. I- is this correct? Well, I don't know if it just broke. Maybe it, it might have broken back, like, 60 years ago. Recent, then. Well, the recent news with the Dalai Lama <laughs> is kind of disgusting. Because I'm pretty sure, as everybody knows, there was this video of him. Kid went to go hug him or something. And so he's this up close with the kid, and he sticks out his tongue, you know? It's like, oh, whatever. An old man being kind of silly. Sticks out his tongue. I see that type of shit in anime all the time. Right? Then he says in motherfucking English, suck my tongue. And then you kind of realize this is a religious leader. So it's like, ooh, he's probably a pedophile now. I, I guess we're getting right into it, huh? We haven't seen we haven't we haven't gotten this quickly into 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 this kind of bullshit since Genesis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you know, there's probably people defending him, saying that was like just a joke. Which like, okay, fine. Like this guy, as far as my knowledge goes, has a pretty good reputation. So it, it would make sense if it was a stupid joke and it fell flat. But then people started saying like. They, they came out with a statement saying, and I quote, well, I don't quote, to paraphrase, the Dalai Lama is beyond material pleasures, so he couldn't have possibly said it in a sexual way. You're not fooling people in the Western world with that bullshit. At least I hope so. When this type of thing happens, you know, it's, the, it's only in the internet's nature to just dig out shit that they've done before. And so... It fucking blew my mind when they, when they, like, people dug up that before the democratic reforms in 1959, the Dalai Lama and his clan owned 27 manors, dirty pastures, and 6,000 slaves and serfs. What the hell? And then I started questioning, why the fuck do we listen to this guy? I don't even know why, like... I was never in in touch with what he is or why we listen to him, but it's like, yeah, okay, of course we listen to him. He owns slaves. That's the only reason yeah, America will listen to a religious leader out in the East. And he's he's kind of like probably anti-China, like, so that's probably why we listen to him. Oh yeah, no, that that certainly is part of it. But I, I feel like he's sort of like Mother Teresa, where like as soon as you like, you know, it's like a kindly old person who seems wise, but the second you scratch the surface. Like, horrors abound. Oh, hell yeah. People are like, oh, that person is so nice and kind. This is my picture of goodness. And then shit like that comes out. But only oh. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the <laughs> Anarcho-Biblicalist Podcast. <laughs> Sorry, I, th- I, just, I just thought that uh, since we're big lefties, we'd be, we'd be a bit inclusionary this time. Instead of just shitting on the yeah. Christians and the Jews, now we get to shit on the Buddhists. Yeah. I think. We gotta that- attack organized religion on all fronts. Yeah, we're equal <laughs> opportunists, as edgy 14-year-old racist said in the internet a couple years ago. And I hate everybody equally. Yeah. But, like, I'm for real, yeah. though. <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, one. Let's talk about Exodus. So, last time. Moses was born, committed murder, he fleed, and then uh, he met God. Today, he and Aaron are going to meet up and go talk to Pharaoh. But first, we gotta talk about some more logistics. Are you ready, Juan? Before you go anywhere, um, you know, you you mentioned the origins of uh, God's name, Yahweh, right? Yes. Uh, As I uh, went about my normal life, I kind of realized that, unfortunately, it seems like a lot of Yossified Mexicans are going to go to hell. For they're speaking his name because they always be like Yahweh, <laughs> so that's unfortunate. Damn, they didn't they know. Did, they didn't know. Now they're going to hell. Oh well, uh, I guess I'll meet my brethren there then. Cool. All right, one. You ready for our first verse? Logistics. So much fun. Woo! Moses went back to his father-in-law Jethro and said to him. Please let me go back to my own people in Egypt and see whether they are still living. And Jethro said to Moses, Go in peace. The Lord said to Moses and Midian, Go back to Egypt, for all those who were seeking your life are dead. 
So Moses took his wife and his sons, put them on a donkey, and went back to the land of Egypt. And Moses carried the staff of God in his hand. Wait, so the all of bounty hunters just dropped dead? Or I guess just the people who cared. Oh, okay. People who were, you know, giving out the bounty. I don't know, just everyone who wanted to kill him, I guess. Well, how convenient. Yeah. Sort of a deus ex machina, sort of a... It's like God intervened. And the Lord said to Moses, When you go back to Egypt, see that you perform before Pharaoh all the wonders that I have put in your power. But I will harden his heart, so that he will not let the people go. Then you shall say to Pharaoh, Thus says the Lord, Israel is my firstborn. I said to you, Let my son go that he may serve me. But you refuse to let him go. And now I will kill your firstborn son. God, spoilers, what are you doing? The ancient Israelites really did not know how to... They didn't, they didn't know how to pace a story. God damn. God is just coming in and just fucking up the whole structure here. Juan isn't supposed to know what's gonna happen. Maybe we're being just like Zero IQ. Maybe this is like a Quentin Tarantino-style-esque story being told here. You know? Oh shit, this is the flash forward. It's a flash forward, <laughs> so now you're stuck there. We're like, damn, that was a pretty engaging conclusion i wonder how we got there damn the bible's got some pretty interesting non-linear storytelling going on kill bill more like kill pharaoh and <laughs> firstborn sons and speaking of killing uh juan there's been a lot of murder so far right in this whole bible uh, thing that's my favorite part but what if uh god killed moses huh whoa <laughs> i given all my all the knowledge I um, absorbed from just being in the culture, that would kind of surprise me. I, I, I never heard of that. <laughs> Let's see. On the way, at a place where they spent the night, the Lord met him and tried to kill him. Him being Moses? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't think the Lord met the Lord and tried to kill the Lord. But uh, let's see, let's see. But Zipporah took a flint and cut off her son's foreskin, touched his feet with it, and said, Truly, you are a bridegroom of blood to me. So he let him alone. It was then that she said, A bridegroom of blood, because of the circumcision. <laughs> the bridegroom of blood sounds like a bloodborne boss. Hidden <laughs> away in like a random crook of the map. <laughs> it's like one of the secret little bosses, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Breaking> of blood. <laughs> so I'm not gonna lie, this is great. Um, I, I love this bit so much. This is part of what I was looking forward to about. Um, this is one of the things I've been looking forward to about uh, Exodus. Yeah, God, God's assassination scheme got fucking foiled because of of, of a circumcision. It's like I, I wish there was more about this anywhere this just kind of in the wider culture. They just slapped it in. Just this little paragraph. So so you pointed out, Juan, that the pronouns are ambiguous as all hell, which seems to also be the case in the original Hebrew, according to Wikipedia. Um, I think to summarize the traditional interpretation is that Moses didn't circumcise his son. God decided to kill Moses. Uh, Moses' wife circumcised their son just in the nick of time to pacify God. I mean, God had literally had, like, a whole-ass conversation with this guy and laid out an intricate plan at the night of the burning bush, and he couldn't just be bothered to mention, hey, by the way, you owe me a foreskin? Jesus ain't gonna build <laughs> himself, like, dumbass. He's like, uncircumcised son, kill him! <laughs> he made all these plans, and he was like, oh, shit. Is this is that a foreskin I see on that baby dick? Is that a f what the fuck is that? I'm trying to build a Jesus over here. And here you are hoarding a foreskin like a fucking heathen. God, what a fucking... <laughs> really, it was Moses' fault. But I do like this characterization, though, because he, he, here, God feels like a Greek god. You know, it's just kind of like an asshole just because... You gotta think about what he's thinking before you do anything, because he's not gonna tell you what he's thinking, and will be hostile because of it. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a pretty fun guy. Well, in this case, because now now he's something to fear. The rule was established beforehand that you need to sacrifice the foreskin, 
So like this is doesn't come out of nowhere. It's just kind of funny that he decided to act upon that will in a really random time. <laughs> yeah. But let it be known. God tried to kill Moses, but was deterred by a foreskin. That's beautiful. So, foreskin aside, uh, the journey continues. Are you ready? <laughs> After that paragraph, yeah. <laughs> the Lord said to Aaron, Go into the wilderness to meet Moses. So he went, and he met him at the mountain of God and kissed him. Moses told Aaron all the words of the Lord with which he had sent him, and all the signs with which he had charged him. Then Moses and Aaron went and assembled all the elders of the Israelites. Aaron spoke all the words that the Lord had spoken to Moses and performed the signs in the sight of the people. The people believed, and when they heard that the Lord had given heed to the Israelites and that he had seen their misery, they bowed down and worshipped. Quick transit, always fun. (laughs) Um, The good thing here is that uh, the people are very happy with Moses and they're never going to have a conflict with him after this. Yeah, this guy came to liberate them. Surely after liberation, no issues have ever arrived at all in history. <laughs> and they won't hear, famously. No issues. Let's, let's, see, let's see no issues happen. I mean, I, c- you're, you're I can't see anything wrong with uh, escaping the only civilization up in the, in the desert and leaving it towards <laughs> the desert. I see no problem that could arise from that. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think so either. Let, let's 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 see how this pans out. Let's see let's see what the, these Moses and Aaron guys get up to. Let's go. Afterward, Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and said, "Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, let my people go, so that they may celebrate a festival to me in the wilderness." But Pharaoh said, "Who is the Lord that I should listen to him and let Israel go? I do not know the Lord, and I will not let Israel go." Then they said. The God of the Hebrews has revealed himself to us. Let us go a three days journey into the wilderness to sacrifice to the Lord, our God, or he will fall upon us with pestilence or sword. But the king of Egypt said to them, Moses and Aaron, why are you taking the people away from their work? Get to your labors. Pharaoh continued, Now they are more numerous than the people of the land, and yet you want them to stop laboring? The same day, Pharaoh commanded the taskmasters of the people, as well as their supervisors, You shall no longer give the people straw to make bricks, as before. Let them go and gather straw for themselves. But you shall require the same quantity of bricks as they have made previously. Do not diminish it, for they are lazy. That is why they cry, Let us go sacrifice to our God. Let heavier work be laid upon them. Then they will pay attention to it and not deceptive words. You know, I kind of get Pharaoh, though. Because if some random guy just said, listen to my God, I'd be like, why would I listen to your God? I can't see him. I got, I got my cat guts, and I can see cats. In fact, they're, they're, they're roaming around naked in Egypt. And I got to build, build statues to them. You ever seen that cat when he doesn't get a statue? It's scarier than your God. They're, they're, they're clearly not devoted to cat statues nearly enough. God, who, what? Never heard of him. These guys are lazy. Clearly they gotta, they gotta do more work so they don't take the eye off the cat god. The god of the heroes has revealed himself. It's not a pretty good argument to halt production, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> would, it, would it work today? <laughs> I mean, we have Sunday, so, you know. People have to fight for Sunday, bro. Yeah, you're right, you're right. <laughs> Well, to be fair, though, somebody said to me, the God of the Hebrews has revealed himself. Please, let us out of your basement. I'd be like, no. (laughs) Who'd have thought that the ancient authoritarian despot would be on the side of, (laughs) would be against labor, (laughs) labor rights? I wouldn't wouldn't have known that. (laughs) That's not what I would have thought. Well, now they gotta go make bricks without straw. Oh, no, they gotta go. He had more straw to make bricks. Yeah, they gotta get, they gotta get bricks in preparation for making straw. Wait, they gotta get straw in preparation for making bricks. Wait, so, uh, the, so were the guards just passing them straws? Because that'd be kind of funny. Because you have the slaves doing the bricks, but now the guards actually have to do work now by getting straw. So why don't well, we just I, I have think, that be I the think, system in the first place? Well, I think that they probably, you know, were provided... Like, you know, they, there was a logistical system um, yeah, you're right. in charge of getting them straw. You're right. I'm, I'm playing with 60 IQ points here. 
Oh, good. So let's see how this strawless stuff goes. Oh, by the way, I just want to mention that, like, in parts of, like, the Middle East and into India, this system is still in use today. Like, there's just slaves making bricks with straw. <laughs> I think it's, huh. like, the yeah, it's a pretty big business that's mostly being upheld by a bunch of slaves. Hmm. I will have look to look more into that. Yeah, it's kind of depressing. Yeah, uh, shit. <laughs> you know, what, 8,000 years and we haven't found a better or cheaper way of making bricks? Yeah, 10,000 years and we haven't, uh... Realize we probably shouldn't be doing this shit. All right, you ready? You ready to see how the Israelites coped? Little cope, Matt. LOL. <laughs> Pharaoh IRL. <laughs> For, uh, Hebrew small thing. <laughs> so the taskmasters and the supervisors of the people went out and said to the people, Thus says Pharaoh, I will not give you straw. Go and get straw yourselves, wherever you can find it but your work will not be lessened in the least. So the people scattered throughout the land of Egypt to gather stubble for straw. The taskmasters urged them on, saying, Complete your work, the same daily assignment as when you were given straw. And the Israelite supervisors whom Pharaoh's taskmasters had set over them were beaten and asked, Why did you not finish the required quantity of bricks yesterday and today, as you did before? Then the Israelite supervisors came to Pharaoh and cried, Why did you treat your servants like this? No straw is given to your servants, yet they say to us, Make bricks. Look how your servants are beaten, but the fault is with you. He said, You are lazy, lazy. That is why you say, Let us go and sacrifice to the Lord. Now go and work, for no straw shall be given to you. But you shall still deliver the same number of bricks. The Israelite supervisors saw that they were in trouble when they were told, You shall not lessen your daily number of bricks. As they left Pharaoh, they came upon Moses and Aaron, who are waiting to meet them. They said to them, The Lord look upon you and judge. You have brought us into bad odor with Pharaoh and his officials, and have put a sword in their hand to kill us. Moses turned to the Lord and said, O oh my Lord, why have you mistreated this people? Why did you ever send me? Since I first came to Pharaoh to speak in your name, he has mistreated this people, and you have done nothing at all to deliver your people. Wait, wait, I thought, I thought the plan was for Moses to show the serpent's staff and the, the blood and the white hand to the pharaoh, and I don't recall that happening. I thought his goal was to show it to the people so that he'd be believed. Uh, okay. I could be wrong, I, I think that's how I remember it. Well, I mean, uh, but now well, Mo if that's the case, then, like, it's only been a day, man. It's only been the day you presented yourself <laughs> and the next day. True. But you see, Moses is an imperfect ally, and he didn't think of the negative consequences to the marginalized group he was trying to help. White savior. <laughs> no, yeah, but he's not white. Egypt complex savior. His his hand. <laughs> he he got a white hand, and then he was like, "Oh, oh I can oh, shit, fix this. You're right. You're right. <laughs> It'll be okay." His deceased white hand gives him white privilege in a land that probably hasn't seen white people yet. Exactly. Yeah. Also, this is like perfect slaver logic. Just like. The thing that happens to, you know, like, people historically have owned slaves that just rots their brains, this is, like, is, is exactly happening to Pharaoh. <laughs> yes, you asking for something is you being lazy. Yeah, I love the mentality that a slave could be lazy. <laughs> and Pharaoh's like, yeah, these slaves are lazy. Unlike me, though, they don't know what it is to walk in, uh, in, in uh, genetically horrendous thighs. That's real work right there. Uh, you know, despite his uh, his white savior bit, Moses does make a good point. Let's see what let's see what God says about that. Uh, you know, I I feel like this is coming from the Bible, which is like shit gets worse before it gets better to teach how bad it can get, even though he didn't really need to get that bad. <laughs> oh, you you have hit the nail on the head. <laughs> Then the Lord said to Moses, Now you shall see what I will do to Pharaoh. Indeed, by a mighty hand he will let them go. By a mighty hand he will drive them out of his land. God also spoke to Moses and said to him, I am the Lord. I appear to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob as God Almighty. But by my name, the Lord, I did not make myself known to them. I also established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan, 
the land in which they resided as aliens. I have also heard the groaning of the Israelites, whom the Egyptians have enslaved. I have remembered my covenant. Say therefore to the Israelites, I am the Lord, and I will free you from your burdens of the Egyptians and deliver you from slavery to them. I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great acts of judgment. I will take you as my people, and I will be your God. You shall know that I am the Lord your God, who has freed you from the burdens of the Egyptians. I will bring you into the land that I have sworn to give to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I will give it to you for your possession. I am the Lord. Moses told this to the Israelites, but they would not listen to Moses because of their broken spirit and their cruel slavery. Well, I'll, I'll give I'll give this section credit. This is pretty well written. Yeah. It's a pretty good speech. It's yeah, it's one of these. It's it's one of those God speeches. It's kind of one of the classic God speeches we've had. But it's but it's a good. It, it one. has good. It has great diction. I will redeem you, you with an outstretched <laughs> arm and with great acts of judgment. I will take you as my people. That's a pretty fire line. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. No. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's more of the shit I expected the Bible to have. Yeah. Yeah. If you remember that the Lord is Yahweh, he just keeps saying his name. And he keeps and he and he explicitly says, "I did not tell Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that my name was the Lord," which is you know a neat little detail, I think. Yeah. Well, you can kind of tell that like by whom the Bible was written by, you know, like tribes that would war, because this does sound like something mm-hmm. a warlord would say. It's like, "I Unga Bunga have released your people. I Unga Bunga will be your savior." <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't. It wasn't that long last time ago, but I was just gonna come up with a better name. But you know what I mean, like that, like that. No, I get you. That character type of of leaders that speak like that. Yeah. No, I hear you. All right. You know, in the face of all of this, you know, high diction and you know all of this, all of this powerful language. Uh, Moses has got some more whining to do. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, "Go and tell Pharaoh, king of Egypt." to let the Israelites go out of his land. But Moses spoke to the Lord. The Israelites have not listened to me. Why should Pharaoh listen to me, poor speaker that I am? Thus the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron and gave them orders regarding the Israelites and Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to free the Israelites from the land of Egypt. I just kind of realized, well, speaking of the uh, archetype that God is, fucking Moses is like like a Morty or like... uh, What's what's the white kid that's always in every movie as the awkward white kid? Oh, what's his name? Michael Sarah. Oh, Michael yeah. Sarah. He's like, oh God, oh God, are you sure? It's you? Do you want to send me? Oh no, I can't. <laughs> yeah, he's just sort of the he's just sort of the the nerdy little lackey, but he's got he's got one thing on you know those other ones is that he is a murderer. Yeah, so is Morty. <laughs> Gosh it. Oh God, Rick! I oh, killed also, him. Uh, I killed him, Rick. God says he's a bureaucrat. I don't respect <laughs> him. Oh, uh, footnote also says that you know when, when Moses says "poor speaker" that I am. Footnote says uncircumcised of lips <laughs> instead of poor speaker. I don't know what to think of that one. It's very evocative, but like, but a little strange. I am uncircumcised of lips. Oh my god! I'm a I'm a try I'm a try and like slip that into my normal life. See if people catch on. <laughs> oh, they're gonna notice. Yeah, well, I wonder if they'll call I me out on it. Notice and if they do, we'd be like, it's godly talk. Moses spoke those <laughs> words to God. What now? Therefore, it's very the appropriate for me to speak it? them to you. I'm quoting Moses. You fucking philistine. Oh, but Rick, my lips, they're uncircumcised. <laughs> Anyways, here's a genealogy. The following are the heads of the Aaron's... <laughs> wait, 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 wait. The following wait, wait, wait. are the That's heads... the most inappropriate time to put this. <laughs> <laughs> the sons of Reuben, the firstborn of Israel, Hanak, Palu, Hezron, and Garmi... These are the families of Reuben, the sons of Simeon. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm not gonna do this shit. Yeah. You, okay. Thank um, God. I do want to draw your attention to this line though. Amram married 
Jochebek, his aunt, and she bore him Aaron and Moses. So, yeah. This episode of the Anchor Biblicas podcast brought to you by Forty Three and Me. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it's 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 a it's a it's really an Israelite tradition during this part. I don't know if that's anti-Semitic or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because one of the biggest gripes the Nazis had with the Jews was that they would put genealogies in the, in the most inappropriate times. <laughs> the Nazis, famous haters of genealogy and <laughs> genetics in general. <laughs> Hitler wrote in Mein Kampf, and worst of all, I hate the Jews because every time there was something spicy about to happen they just had to list the names of all their ancestors Nabob Ben Abihu and Asi Sekora meanwhile I'm here choking on mustard gas <laughs> alright well we, 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 we're, we're skipping the genealogy but we're still gonna listen to Moses wine you ready Yeah. <laughs> on the day when the Lord spoke to Moses in the land of Egypt the Lord said to Moses I am the Lord Thanks. <laughs> tell Pharaoh, <laughs> tell Pharaoh, king of Egypt, all that I am speaking to you. But Moses said to the Lord, "Since I am a poor speaker, why should Pharaoh listen to me?" The Lord said to Moses, "See, I have made you like God to Pharaoh, and your brother Aaron shall be your prophet. You shall speak all that I command you, and your brother Aaron shall tell Pharaoh to let the Israelites go out of his land. But I will harden Pharaoh's heart." And I will multiply my signs and wonders in the land of Egypt. When Pharaoh does not listen to you, I will lay my hand upon Egypt and bring my people, the Israelites, company by company, out of the land of Egypt by great acts of judgment. The Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord when I stretch out my hand against Egypt and bring the Israelites out from among them. Moses and Aaron did so. They did just as the Lord commanded them. Moses was 80 years old, and Aaron 83 when they spoke to Pharaoh. Whoa, 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 what? That's a fucking revelation. Yeah, it's a fucking plot twist. <laughs> By the way, I want to I emphasize another thing we skipped in the genealogy. Those dudes are like, a, every one of them lives to like 130 years old. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, don't, I probably don't have the time or the know-how, but I'm pretty sure all those numbers <laughs> would not add up. <laughs> Dude, they Moses probably first walked out of the palace at like sixty years old and killed that dude. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's <laughs> what's blowing my mind. It's like I thought he would have been like twenty, like his first time out of the palace. Like he would have been like what twenty five years old at most. You telling me this guy was a forty year old, sixty year old virgin, <laughs> fucking let out, and his the first thing he did was violence. <laughs> <laughs> first thing he ever did after like you know 50 years of just being in the same place <laughs> was violence <laughs> well no wonder he's such a fucking morty <laughs> he this this guy never had a scar in his fucking life this guy never had to do anything of course he's gonna come out to the world like oh oh my god <laughs> they're slaves <laughs> these guys are like here, here uh, so, so, so I think this is an important thing because uh, it establishes that these guys are old wizards. Like they're, they're like they look like wizards. They got these robes on, and they're about to do wizard shit. Are you ready, Juan? Because <laughs> this, yeah, this... but instead, instead of, uh, but instead of going like fireball, fireball, they're gonna be like snake <laughs> pestilence. <laughs> I want to draw attention to the to the title. To this next paragraph's title, uh, Aaron's miraculous rod. Damn, I, I, I think I, I think I saw that porno like three days ago. <laughs> it was in the gay section of blog. <laughs> and what a rod it was! <laughs> what a rod it was. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, "When Pharaoh says to you, perform a wonder, <laughs> <laughs> then you shall." <laughs> <laughs> that's how it started right <laughs> then you shall say to Aaron take your staff and throw it down before Pharaoh and it will become a snake <laughs> so you predicted it <laughs> I'm sorry I'm such a child <laughs> 
So Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and did as the Lord had commanded. Aaron threw down his staff before Pharaoh and his officials, and it became a snake. <laughs> <laughs> Then Pharaoh summoned the wise men and the sorcerers, and they also, the magicians of Egypt, did the same by their secret arts. <laughs> oh, damn. Each one threw down his staff, and they became snakes. But Aaron's staff swallowed up theirs. Oh, no! <laughs> oh, God. Man, this was, this was getting kind of spicy. I'm like, I'm like fucking sweating in my room. Don't worry. But then it got into war shit, and I'm not anymore. Don't worry. We're going to get to a genealogy soon. That'll, that'll cool you off. I did not expect this to turn into war. <laughs> uh, despite all of that, Juan, uh, this next verse says, However, Pharaoh's heart was hardened, and he would not listen to them, as the lords had said. Damn, he just wasn't into it. <laughs> uh, he wasn't into it. He was, you know, they Dude, they I, performed a little show in front of him, and he was like, mm, "I'm a little hardened by this." I I I know this is like one of the newer versions of the Bible, so it doesn't have that like old timey English. And I want to know, like, can I get into contact with whoever translated this version of the Bible so I can ask him and be like, "Hey, uh." This section right here, that uh, between you and me, like you know what you were doing, right? <laughs> do you do you know what was happening here, or is that just me? <laughs> like you specifically chose these words this way, right? <laughs> yeah, cool. <laughs> just wanted to know. Yeah. Uh, but but the show isn't over, Juan. There's there's much more to this. You know, going back to the non-sexual uh, implications, they won the magic off, but uh, this was merely one magic battle in a larger magic war. <laughs> you ready to hear about it? The first plague, water turned to blood. <laughs> That's going to be the name of my new metal album. I hope so. Uh, let, let me know when you release it. I'll, 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 give, it a, I'll give it a Yelp oh. review or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Five stars. Very smooth on my ear, surprisingly. <laughs> then the Lord said to Moses, Pharaoh's heart is hardened. He refuses to let the people go. Go to Pharaoh in the morning, as he is going out to the water. Stand by at the bank of the Nile to meet him. And take in your hand the staff that was turned into a snake. <laughs> say to him, The Lord, the God of the Hebrews, sent me to you to say, Let my people go, so that they may serve me in the wilderness. But now, but until now you have not listened. Thus says the Lord, By this you shall know that I am the Lord. See, with the staff that is in my hand, I will strike the water that is in the Nile, and it shall be turned to blood. The fish in the river shall die, the river itself shall stink, and the Egyptians shall be unable to drink water from the Nile. The Lord said to Moses, Say to Aaron, Take your staff and stretch out your hand over the waters of Egypt over its rivers, its canals, its ponds, and all its pools of water, so that they may become blood. And there shall be blood throughout the whole land of Egypt, even in vessels of wood and in vessels of stone. <laughs> if I can't do as I say, or else I'll turn Egypt into prehistoric Caled. <laughs> I also want to point out that uh, there's like quotes within quotes in that. That shit was messy. God was quoting Moses, quoting God, and that shit was awful to read. <laughs> Well, clearly, Jordan, you've never seen the masterpiece, masterpiece, <laughs> masterpiece of a film, Inception. Damn. You just ain't cut out for this type of hardcore Russian Nestal type riding. <laughs> this is really strand like, I think. <laughs> Anyways. No, but yeah, uh, color me shocked. Ancient people riding on stone tablets aren't the best at uh, organizing their sentence structure. <laughs> All right, so 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 as you could hear in the very right before this, a vicarious miracle is coming. I I hope you're ready. Yeah, they're gonna fucking do like the equivalents of uh, nuking the place. Just got contaminated with blood. <laughs> and and Juan, it's gonna stink. Moses and Aaron did just as the Lord commanded. 
In the sight of Pharaoh and of his officials, he lifted up the staff and struck the water of the Nile. All the water in the river was turned into blood, and the fish in the river died. The river stank so that the Egyptians could not drink its water, and there was blood throughout the whole land of Egypt. But the magicians of Egypt did the same by their secret arts. So Pharaoh's heart remained hardened, and he would not listen to them, as the Lord had said. Pharaoh turned and went into his house, and he did not take even this to heart. And all the Egyptians had to dig along the Nile for water to drink, for they could not drink the water of the river. Wait, so <laughs> Moses and Aaron turned the river into blood, and the fucking sorcerers were like, yeah, we'll do the same, and, you know, turn the blood river into more blood? Like, see, we I, can do it too. Yeah, I don't know, and that's that's gonna be a running theme here. <laughs> and so, and if that's not the case, then that means that there was like more water that did not turn into blood. And they're like, oh yeah, well we can also poison our water supply too. We could turn the rest of the water into blood. Like, I don't know what it means. Like, did they did they also turn all of the water in the country into blood? Like. Like, did they turn it into double blood? Did Moses and Aaron turn half the water into blood? <laughs> and they turned yeah, the Moses rest- and Aaron, Moses and Aaron only turned it into blood, and then the Pharaoh's magicians put the plasma in it. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. No, yeah, the, the Moses and Aaron turned it all into into plasma, but then the 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 the, 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 the magicians added like platelets and red blood cells and white blood cells and shit. <laughs> Well, that's why the fish dies, because the white cells attack them. <laughs> also, I love the logic of, huh, all the water in my country is blood now? That's not even impressive. It doesn't even smell that bad. <laughs> so what? All the water in me is also blood. <laughs> I'm not impressed. No big deal. <laughs> and also, it just it just kind of just puts this right there. Where, where are these pharaoh's magicians coming from? Why do they have magic abilities? <laughs> <laughs> from what source of power are they drawing it from? What do, do like they also have like their own little god? Because I think what's going on here is that it's sort of a, it's sort of a god power contest. Like it's the gods of the land of Egypt versus the god of the god of Israel. Like I think this is like pretty directly a contest. Like that doesn't necessarily, you know, it's ambiguous enough that like you know monotheists can can read into it that those gods don't even exist but like i don't think that's necessarily what the original intention was no yeah it makes sense like literally wise like you know it's just this is just like a really fancy way of saying haha my god better than yours even though yours doesn't exist (laughs) but like the way it's written it implies that there's something else there what is it it just kind of like it puts it out there like it's nothing and it's kind of a big revelation that like magic exists they can create miracles without God's power. So explain that to me. That's the thing Christianity can't really... Because <laughs> it doesn't say like, oh, they did some cheap trick that wasn't the same. They say they also did the same thing, and so Pharaoh wasn't so worried. And you yeah, know, they, they you know, matched the, the ancient, power of God. In, the ancient, in an ancient context, that wouldn't have been a big deal, where it's like, oh yeah, magic exists. But like in a modern context, that's very that's very uncomfortable. Yeah, because we've been conditioned to, like every fucking Christian likes to repeat, our Lord, our only Lord, our God and Savior, blah 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 blah, whatever they say. And now it's like, well, I don't think so, because apparently the Egyptian magicians could also rival God. And this is a thing that, uh, like medieval and like Renaissance people took very seriously, like. Like, one of the Jameses of England, the one who uh, was the patron of William Shakespeare, I think made, like, a whole, like, dialogue about, like, witches and magicians and shit, and, like, how their power comes from Satan, but, like... Of course. I, I was about to say, they probably they probably say, like, oh, it was Satan giving them the power, but... But, yeah, no, I mean, this is a thing that, like, Christianity, since its inception, was sort of, like, reckoning with and trying to figure out and explain... Especially with its, and you know, like, especially with like, you know, its emphasis on monotheism and like no power coming from anywhere but God. But there needs to be a reason that 
power doesn't come from God, so from within the own text, as well as the wider culture. Yeah, it's pretty inconceivable. But, uh, you know, maybe it's just the naked cats. That's probably it, though. <laughs> Picturing them rubbing a cat on, <laughs> on, the, on the, like, the banks of the river or whatever, like, blood just emanates. <laughs> oh, magic cat. Do your, do your thing. <laughs> And because it's a mal, it's it's an act of malice. The cat immediately obliged. <laughs> like that, that was, it was spite. The the motives were spite driven. So the cat, so the cat did it. Yeah. And maybe that's why we're not seeing any miracles in the Mario world. It's just because there's too many naked cats roaming around, blocking God's energy. <laughs> them spreading, them spreading themselves around the globe creates like a, a network of antique God. Particles that doesn't let him do anything. That's why Jesus has to come back. It's because they're on his spawn point. <laughs> Dude, they spawn camped Jesus. <laughs> okay. Seven days passed after the Lord had struck the Nile. <laughs> then the Lord said to Moses, Go to Pharaoh and say to him, Thus says the Lord, Let my people go so that they may serve me. If you refuse to let them go, I will plague your whole country with frogs. The Nile shall swarm with frogs. They shall come up into your palace, into your bedchamber, and your bed, into the houses of your officials and your people, and into the ovens and your kneading bowls. That sounds kind of delicious, not gonna lie. <laughs> I just love... I mean... I just love God being like, frogs, ew, gross. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm here like, damn, Bob Shrimp's delivery service. Hell yeah. <laughs> the French dream wouldn't have worked on them. <laughs> the frog also, shall... I love the, I love the, I also love the idea of, like, when this does happen, the pharaoh's, like, tightly asleep in his room, dreaming of naked cats, and then you just slowly start to hear, ribbit, 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 and, like, the noise just gets, like, more intense and more intense, and so the pharaoh steps up, and he's like, what the hell is that noise? And then opens the door and just starts flooding in frogs. Like it's a fucking cartoon. Frogs everywhere. He's like, no! He gets up in his little, like, fucking, like, you know, Drake Knight outfit, the Ebenezer Scrooge. <laughs> yeah. He goes, me, 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 me. Uh, what's that? He gets his candle. <laughs> he opens the door and then... And then you see the frogs for a second before they all flood in. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're in my kneading bowls. I'm, I'm assuming frogs here is symbolic of something, right? Honestly, not that I know of. I think a lot of what's going on here, and I think the, the maybe the reason that these are thought of as plagues, it's going to keep mentioning, like, the stink and the stench. And I know in, at least, like, you know, ancient the ancient Roman conception of these things... And in a lot of, like, ancient people's conception of these things, uh, like, stench and bad air was, like, a source of sickness. Well, I mean, they they aren't wrong. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, in that, you, they thought that was the main, that was the reason, as opposed to, like, germs. But, like, you know, malaria, the name for that disease comes from Latin malaria, which is bad air. Oh shit! I didn't realize that. That's... Yeah, yeah, because you know people people get malaria from like living near swamps and stuff where there were mosquitoes that had malaria, but they were just like, hmm, stinky in those swamps. Must be that. Yeah, well, I live by a bunch of steel mills. That's <laughs> right next to a bunch of swamps, so instead of malaria, uh, we get tinnitus. No, not tinnitus. Tetanus. And uh, asthma. Yeah. But 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 I love I love reading it from a modern context where it's just like you. Stinky, gross. <laughs> you know, were you aware of, um, I think this happened a couple of months ago, but some guy on TikTok said that he was raising a frog army <laughs> in his backyard. This was in England. <laughs> I was not aware <laughs> of this. Yeah, so he, ha he, and he took videos of it, and he had like a bunch, a bunch of tadpoles just swarming his backyard. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, my I'm, God. I'm not, I don't think... I, I think it was, like, proven to be fake because, like, apparently between clips, people use um, footage from an old documentary. Well, that's but, like, good. Ima <laughs> imagine he was just trying to recreate this. Like, yeah, I'm going to bring a pestilence upon England, <laughs> which would have been well-deserved. 
but <laughs> I don't think it came. That's beautiful. If only. All right, let's get back to this verse. <laughs> let's get back to the. Let's get back to this paragraph. <laughs> the frog shall come up on you, and on your people, and all your officials. And the Lord said to Moses, Say to Aaron, Stretch out your hand with your staff over the rivers, the canals, and the pools, and make frogs come up on the land of Egypt. So Aaron stretched out his hand over the waters of Egypt, and the frogs came up and covered the land of Egypt. But the magicians did the same by their secret arts and brought frogs up on the land of Egypt. <laughs> they just keep making their, they just keep making it worse. They keep making love, the like, situation equally worse. Bad. <laughs> These guys are fucking psychopaths. Just like that's not impressive. I can cause just as much destruction as you can. Yo, these magicians would have made for great, like, Soviet commissars. It's like, oh, you killed a couple of my recruits? Well, I can do that, too. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if it's just, they're just making the situation worse instead of doing, like, something that would have been pretty cool, which is like, oh, uh, the water, you know, the, the water turned to blood, so now I will turn the, bla- the blood into wine or something like that, or it's back to water. Oh, there's frogs, so I'm gonna make a bunch of snakes to eat the frogs, and they'll cancel them out. <laughs> yeah, no, just... it's just it's just making everything equally as bad. Oh yeah, you can make the people of Egypt suffer. Well, I can make them suffer just twice as bad. You ain't nothing, bitch. <laughs> but 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 Juan, now now we maybe 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 this you know attack from the magicians has backfired. Maybe it looks like maybe in this next paragraph. Uh, Pharaoh's going to concede. Are you ready? Well, let's hear it. Then Pharaoh called Moses and Aaron and said, Pray to the Lord to take the frogs away from me and my people, and I will let the people go to sacrifice to the Lord. Moses said to Pharaoh, Kindly tell me when I am to pray for you and for your officials and for your people, that the frogs may be removed from you and your houses and be left only in the Nile. And he said, Tomorrow. Moses said, As you say, so that you may know that there is no one like the Lord our God. The frogs shall leave you and your houses and your officials and your people. They shall be left only in the Nile. Then Moses and Aaron went out from Pharaoh, and Moses cried out to the Lord concerning the frogs that he had brought upon Pharaoh. And the Lord did as Moses requested. The frogs died in the houses, the courtyards, and the fields. And they gathered them up together in heaps, and the land stank. But when Pharaoh saw that there was respite, he hardened his heart and would not listen to them, just as the Lord had said. Psych! No way, nerd. Oh, what, oh, what, what a snake. What a snake. <laughs> he, he was like, takes you back, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, no, he fucking, you know, he, 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 he put his hand out for Moses to shake. And then he, uh, when Moses met, went to go shake it, he, he, he brought it back and brushed his hair. <laughs> oh, that's real dragging his pajamas behavior. <laughs> the pharaohs just Drake. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking picture that from now on. Girls say you a slave, yeah, me too. <laughs> Frogs have me out like a light, a eh? like a light. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right so pharaoh fucking punked out uh moses aaron and god <laughs> let's let's see let's see let's see what their next move is then the lord said to moses say to aaron stretch out your staff and strike the dust of the earth so that it may become gnats throughout the whole land of egypt and they did so aaron stretched out his hand with his staff and struck the dust of the earth and gnats came on, humans and animals alike. All the dust of the earth was turned into gnats throughout the whole land of Egypt. The magicians tried to produce gnats by their secret arts, but they could not. <laughs> there were gnats on both humans and animals, and the magicians said to Pharaoh, This is the finger of God. But Pharaoh's heart was hardened, and he would not listen to them, just as the Lord had said. Well, when God said that there will be as many people... As there are sands, as there are sands in the earth, he then went and did it with gnats. <laughs> gnats being like lotus or something, right? I think just gnats. I don't know what a gnat is. Oh, it's like a tiny little fly. 
Oh. It's like it's like you know like a little like well like fruit flies little just little guys that like you know find you in your house sometimes. Well, that that's yeah, that's a pretty disgusting fucking image. <laughs> you imagine how like just the regular people of Egypt just imagine what it is to their perspective. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like damn, the fucking wine was tainted. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know. You, you 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 can't do much. What what can you do? You know, honey, you cooked the wine and the lead pot too much. <laughs> now it's got gnats, and I've got gnats, and you've got gnats, and our house has got gnats. Well, I meant to say like he was tripping ass, but yeah, uh, maybe the frog should have stayed around too. Uh, <laughs> the gnats. <laughs> You're wishing for frogs now, huh? So good news, one. Uh, our next miracle is uh, big gnats. You ready? But this is this, that's kind of an arbitrary line to cut off the power of the magicians. They can make frogs, but they can't make gnats. I, <laughs> I, I would feel like frogs would be a million times more complicated to make than gnats. No, gnats are surprisingly difficult to make. Actually, that's a uh, that's like a couple tiers up in terms of magic. I don't know if this is exactly it, but it's kind of like how like humans have like a certain number of of uh, genes. But bananas have like way more for some reason. Yeah, I like to think. Like I yeah, haven't... like a frog only has like thirteen genes, but a gnat has like hundred and fourteen <laughs> for some reason. I like to think. I'm sorry, my lord, but I can only recreate animals up to seventy nine genes. <laughs> up to seventy nine chromosomes, yeah. <laughs> seventy nine genes. I'm also picturing just literal genes. I can only make seventy nine genes and no more. <laughs> That's the limit. All right, let's get to let's get to the big gnats. The naked cats won't make me make anymore. They were too. They're having too much fun chasing the gnats. That's it. Yeah, that's it. The the the, the oh, cats were yeah, chasing the gnats. That, that, so. They got distracted. They broke the uh, the worldly net of anti god energy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a good tactic from God. Actually, that's a good call. All right, here we go. Then the Lord said to Moses. Rise early in the morning and present yourself before Pharaoh, as he goes out to the water, and say to him, Thus says the Lord, Let my people go, so that they may serve me. Because if you will not let my people go, I will send swarms of flies on you, your officials and your people, and into your houses. Why does Pharaoh just keep letting this guy walk up to him? (laughs) Would you figure at this point he would have a few cards and just be like, yeah, that Moses guy just don't let him anywhere near here. <laughs> they, uh, I think, I think, I think, I think, you know, they swarmed him paparazzi style while he was going out for a swim. <laughs> just going out to the water. He just kind of just casually comes in. <laughs> no, he's outside. Pretty... He caught him at the grocery store, dude. <laughs> also, kind of, kind of, uh, kind of a big accomplishment that this, that the um, pharaoh can even swim at all, considering how probably genetically mutated his legs must be. <laughs> Yeah, and considering, like, most people couldn't swim for, like, most of human history. Wait, really? Yeah. Especially, like, even, like, sailors and shit. Like, I think a, a whole lot of, like, you know, swimming is not, like, an instinct among among humanity. And so and so you have to learn it, and a lot of people simply didn't. Damn, At least I, I'm rather sure. I didn't know that. I just thought, that, like, you know, somewhere along the line, people learn how to swim. No, yeah. I, I would have figured it would have been more common back then than now. Alas... No swimming lessons. Damn, it just really <laughs> suck if you're on a small little cunt now, right? And it just kind of, it kind of, it could just kind of crash into a rock, like what three meters off the coast, and you just <laughs> fucking drown. And dude, a lot of fucking sailors didn't know how to swim too. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Okay, then they're fucking brave then, because like, yeah. I've I've read horror stories of battleships and cargo planes crashing in the middle of the Pacific during World War II, and they're just kind of floating there and swimming for hours on end, waiting, and sometimes even days, waiting for help to come. And just the horror story that it is, waiting for help. And, like, these people didn't even know how to swim. So, like, if they would have just been, like, in a simple, just in a simple trading mission, they were risking their life 24-7. Yeah, I mean, by World War Two, probably more people knew how to swim, but like, but like the yeah, like ancient dudes, yeah. No, yeah, but at least like at least with World War Two, like you know, yeah, you're you're kind of you're you're like really risking your life, but like if anything were to happen, there's a good chance you could just swim to wreckage or something, you know, like yeah. the ship going down wasn't the end of it. Yeah, yeah. 
But this is, oh my god. Yeah, something, you, you must have been constantly filled with terror knowing that, like, just one little hole at the base of the boat would have killed an entire, a cruise worth of people. Yeah. Probably the only sailors from that small little town, and now that town starves. <laughs> yeah, shit. Alright, where where was I? Uh, the houses of the Egyptians shall be filled with swarms of flies, as will the land where they live. But on that day I will set apart the land of Goshen, where my people live, so that no swarms of flies shall be there. That you may know that I, the Lord, am in this land. Thus I will make a distinction between my people and your people. This sign shall appear tomorrow. The Lord did so, and great swarms of flies came into the house of Pharaoh, and into his officials' houses. In all Egypt the land was ruined because of flies. Which, 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 which begs the question, was he hitting all of the... Was he hitting the Israelites with all of those frogs and blood and shit before? <laughs> well, it, it said that they wouldn't listen to Moses or Aaron because their uh, spirit was broken. So thus, doing all of this stuff fixed their spirit or break it even more to the point where he's just like, fuck it, I gotta leave. <laughs> I don't, I, it's a good question. I mean, I bet, uh, bet everyone had a different reaction, you know? If that happened to me, like, my spirit would break. It's like, god damn, the fucking air in the police is making me see frogs and flies everywhere. I'm, I'm just gonna go leave for the fucking, the complete barbarism of middle Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> A truly lawless place. <laughs> I'll never see civilization again. <laughs> yeah, no, white, white, white savior Moses didn't work out on this one. <laughs> He, kept, he just kept yeah. hitting the people who were most vulnerable in the situation. All right, it looks like Pharaoh's actually it looks like Pharaoh's actually gonna give up this time. Looks like th this paragraph. I'm skimming it. Looks promising. <laughs> you ready? Then Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron and said, "Go, sacrifice to your God within the land." But Moses said, "It would not be right to do so, for the sacrifices that we offer to the Lord our God are offensive to the Egyptians." If we offer in the sight of the Egyptians sacrifices that are offensive to them, will they not stone us? We must go three days' journey into the wilderness and sacrifice to the Lord our God as he commands us. So Pharaoh said, I will let you sacrifice to the Lord your God in the wilderness, provided you do not go very far. Pray for me. Then Moses said, As soon as I leave you, I will pray to the Lord that the swarms of flies may depart tomorrow from Pharaoh, his officials, and from his people. Only do not let Pharaoh again deal falsely by not letting the people go to sacrifice to the Lord. No takes these backsies, Pharaoh. No takes these backsies. Pinky promise you won't do it. Oh, also a reminder about that last bit for any who it may confuse. Uh, about the about the site sacrifices being offensive. Uh, basically, in this time, there are ancient purity laws. A lot, a lot, of, a lot of cultures have them. The Egyptians and Hebrews... Where like certain things are like ritually, ritually unclean, and therefore offensive, and so, yeah. But why would they start now? They could have started that ever since the blood, the the river turned into blood. <laughs> uh, you know, not trying to have a, not trying to have a race war, I guess. So one, what do you think is gonna happen next? Oh, uh, let me guess. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I'm thinking that I think I think we're wrapping up uh, the Exodus here. I think we're wrapping up. Uh, I think they're about to leave. I mean, Pharaoh did pro Pinky promised that he wasn't gonna take back on his promise. He prom he did. So promise. that must be the case. Yeah, he wouldn't lie, right? Antagonists are always known for doing the right thing. Yeah, let's let's read this next. Let's read this these next couple sentences. Uh, let's when see. I, when I read that last, when I read that last sentence, I'm like, "Oh dear God!" <laughs> so Moses went out from Pharaoh and prayed to the Lord, and the Lord did as Moses asked. He removed the swarms of flies from Pharaoh, from his officials, and from his people. Not one remained. But Pharaoh hardened his heart this time also, and would not let the people go. God damn! Who was in this? <laughs> who would have thought? These guys keep fucking falling for it. God keeps fucking falling for it. Just let. Just keep the plague going until you're gone. Damn, who, who would have thought that the slave master would be such a dishonest person? I know, right? No honor. 
But I think God might be be playing fucking 4D chess here. He did mention reparations. So how many times will they will they fall for this? You know what what's Pharaoh gonna do next? We're gonna have to see next time. Juan, what'd you think of this? What'd you think of this story today? <laughs> oh, this one was really entertaining. Oh, man. <laughs> we got Caleb from Elden Ring up in here. We got magic. <laughs> we got drama. We got Pharaoh saying up high, down low, too slow. <laughs> We got gay porn. Holy <laughs> shit. This episode really had everything. I think we peaked. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> but holy shit. But like, there was way more mysticism. And there's probably not going to be another chapter of the Bible with this much mysticism in it. Yeah. Frogs, flies, blood, river bloods. Yeah. No, yeah, it's a... Uh, this is a good one. This is a good one. I think beforehand, the most magic we seen was... uh. The striped lambs and kids. <laughs> striped lambs and uh, the destruction of an entire city. <laughs> oh yeah, that too. You're right. Yeah. All right. Thanks for thanks for recording with me, Juan. Uh, thanks for bringing me here. Yeah, no problem. All right, everyone. Uh, thanks for listening. Have a good one. Bye.